just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. Brothers and sisters, welcome and hallelujah. Welcome to another episode of the Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob K. Hallelujah. And that is Sam. We got Sam on the board tonight, and we also got Sam co-hosting. Callie is out of town working on a project. She's going to be calling in during the show, hopefully. And uh, so, yeah, Sam's going to be the co-host tonight. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's up, Robbie K? How's it going, dude? This Everybody, this is Sam Leibowitz, who owns TalkRadio.myc. He's the program director, and he is the Captain Kirk of our ship here. Woohoo! Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> I'll try and do my best Cali imitation for tonight. There you go. Or you could just be Sam. We'll, we'll change oh. it up. We got we got the guys in the in the playhouse oh, tonight. Right. This will this will be you know a real uh, brother bonding episode. That's right. We got the boys in the club tonight on the air, and uh, yeah, we we really welcome everybody. It's been quite a week. If um, if you didn't hear around the world, we had an election this week in the United States. Yeah, did you hear about this? Oh, no, I thought I heard something. I thought I saw a couple of people in Facebook. Facebook posting about something. I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, there's like a few million of them, I think, yeah. just going back and forth. I mean, Facebook is like a war zone these days. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I cannot believe how much fear and how much scaredness and how much depression and how much anxiety I see people expressing mm. uh, on social media these days. And I mean, I get it. You know, we might not like who got elected. He might not stand for what we like. But you know what? Truth is, life goes on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old fart now. But I just kind of feel like I've lived through enough craziness and enough lunacy and enough presidents that i felt were like who the hell are these guys yeah you know to be like oh okay we got another lunatic in the office this is just a lunatic maybe of a different flavor but come on yeah yeah so everybody on facebook if you're listening to the show you can just you know click off of facebook take an hour break from that that's what we're trying to do with the show tonight this is the election recovery zone (laughs) and so we want people to you know have an hour where they can sort of listen to us talk about processing it what our thoughts and feelings are sam and i are sort of glasses half full people and you know we kind of look at the spiritual point of view just like callie actually on the glass is always full there you go you know why it's always full why sam because even if there's only a half a cup of water or a quarter of a cup of water or an eighth of a cup of water or even if there's no water in the cup right the cup is still full there you go it's just full of air instead of water there all right or wine or whatever your beverage of choice is all right well there you go and there's some people who don't have fresh water in the world right now so any water is good water um, so if you want to call in and join the conversation tonight of all nights, we really welcome people to call in, join the conversation, vent, share story, you know, tell us your thoughts about the election or, or just how you're feeling after it. The number is 877-480-4120. So, and, and be patient when you call in because, you know, if we miss the, the, the phone ringing right away, since um, I'm, I'm uh, on double duty tonight, so just like keep calling back until we pick it up, okay? That's right. That's right. Sam's working the board. He's co-hosting. So um, I wanted to open the show, though, just with this idea. Sam and I were talking before the show, but I what I've realized a week later is that nobody knows anything anymore. Yep. It's like everything is up in the air and we're just watching things fall and land and seeing what grows and what doesn't grow. And it's very interesting because I personally, I had no idea that Trump would win. I had no feeling that he could win. I was convinced mm-hmm. that Hillary was going to win. Mm-hmm. It was my candidate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think looking back now, I was really attached to the idea of not only getting a qualified person in there who had a progressive agenda that I really agreed with and was excited about, but I really wanted to see a woman and feminine energy in the White House to follow Barack, who's a, a sensitive guy. I thought it'd be great to have a woman right after him, continue that sensitivity in right. the country, and that it didn't happen. So right. after that, uh, you know, the, the day after, I kind of was in my sweats just watching TV and the news mm-hmm. and talking to friends and, you know, just 
kind of getting over it the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, I also uh, and, and for me, this was a real wake up call of kind of how much of an in a bubble I am. And and I mean, I kind of know I'm in a bubble in a bit ever since I started the Wellness Center. and I've been doing this work that I've been doing for the last six, seven years. Just because, like, I'm not in the corporate world, I'm not in the average day-to-day stuff, you know, I'm working with healers and spiritual people and, and business people and entrepreneurs. I mean, those are my people who I end up talking to and working with every day. So, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily in, in, like, in a lot of the negativity that's pretty common out there. But for me, this was a real wake-up call of how out of touch we are in the big cities, yeah. in the coasts, compared to the middle of the country, compared to the people who are scared and in a lot of pain. And, you know, really, I think the, the, the Trump getting elected is not so much about people being bigoted and racist and misogynistic and stuff, although those people did vote for him. Right. But if only those people voted for him, he would not have gotten elected. No. There were no. a lot more people voted for him who were in pain, who just wanted change, yeah. who didn't want a career politician in there anymore, or at least not somebody who they felt was just not telling the truth. And let's face it, every politician... Every politician who's ever got elected to any office, they always say a ton of things on the campaign trail. They get elected and they they just don't have the ability to do even half of the things or a quarter of the things that they say they would do. Yeah. And and, you know, this this president's going to be no different. And, you know, when the realities of governing, you know, electioneering and getting elected is very, very different from actually governing. Yeah. And taking the reins once you've been elected. Yeah. And and this is the real thing that's going to be curious is to see what happens to this man who we think we know, who we know from The Apprentice and, you know, we think we know from the campaign trail. What is he truly going to be like now that the mantle of responsibility is squarely on his shoulders? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I saw that the next day when I saw him sitting in the Oval Office with President Obama. And at first, it was so surreal. It was like, what is he doing in the Oval Office? Like, it was just (laughs) such a strange image. And then once I adjusted to it, I could see just by his body language that he just, in this, this happened during his acceptance speech. I could tell he was humbled by the fact that he won a little like, wow, I really have to do this job now. And then sitting with the president, you could tell that he was sort of deferring to the president and a little open to that meeting more than most of us thought. Mind you, they were supposed to meet for 15 minutes to half an hour. They met for an hour and a half without the press. And then afterwards, Trump already changed his stance on Obamacare where yeah. now he's going to keep pre-existing conditions that clause or keep kids living with their parents that clause you know so he's already changing his opinion about certain things and seems more open than maybe we thought during the campaign right. which there was such inflammatory rhetoric and prejudice and things I don't agree with, but maybe some of that, maybe some of it was a bit of an act. I personally, and purely this is my own personal opinion, feel free to to, to flame me for saying this, but personally, I think that the vast majority of what he said on the campaign trail, he said as the same character he played on The Apprentice, and he was there purely for for stirring up controversy purely for staying in the headlines and staying in the news to stay top of mind and that in his heart of hearts he really didn't mean half the things that he said or more right however and this is the real fallout that i had this conversation with a good friend of mine the other night it's the rhetoric what i what i think he may not realize is his inflammatory rhetoric will have real repercussions of people in this country who now feel emboldened that now they can allow their prejudice and their hate and and their and their angst to come out against other people but but here's the blessing in that i think I think it's sort of like a wound where you just get all the bad stuff out. It's like the wounds there anyway. And exactly. so there, there may be some blessings to all this where it's like, no, let's really talk about racism. Let's really talk about how people feel instead of keeping it in their house or in the closet. No, let, let's see you come out in public and talk about it and have a real dialogue. And I'll tell you something else, Sam. 
I've never been a revolutionary. You know, I've always been more of a spiritual revolutionary. But we may see some of that a little bit where people are just, they go a little crazy before they find their peace about things. Right. And the thing is, is exactly, it's like, just because people weren't talking about the racism doesn't mean it wasn't there. Just and black people are like, hello, this yeah, has been going on for hundreds of years. I mean, you saw exactly. Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see the skit. They, they, were, they were joking. They, sorry to interrupt you, but they had this whole skit of a bunch of white kids, and I think they had a black friend there, but watching the election coverage, and then at the end when Hillary lost, how surprised they were at how racist everybody was. And it was, um, uh, it was Dave Chappelle, uh-huh. and then Chris Rock came in, and they were like laughing all the white kids like hello this has been going on for hundreds of yeah. years of course the country's <laughs> racist right yeah i mean black people know i mean it's it, it's they they deal with it on a day-to-day basis that we don't have any clue of it i, I mean i experienced a little bit of anti-semitism when i was a kid right you know from the local irish italian kids a little bit here a little bit there but it wasn't anything too uh uh, uh physical it was more more just words but there are other people who've experienced like real stuff and and people forget when Barack Obama first got elected there were people in in all various parts of the country burning him in effigy and yeah. talking about all kinds of stuff and and you know it's there yeah and now it, it in some ways it is a blessing in disguise of it coming out and now we have to deal with it and now it's like now it's time to process it. Now it's time to show people there's a better way. Now there's time for people to really see that what they're so afraid of and what they hate is actually an illusion and that really it's not about these other people who look different from us or have different customs from us. You know, if you really want to know why things are the way they are, you need to look at who is benefiting from this kind of talk, who is benefiting from uh, uh, um, um, you know, taking advantage of workers and taking advantage of 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 the the lower middle classes. Yeah, yeah, and and with that, I think you know, if you look at sort of the big picture in a, a spiritual, emotional way, it's like what we're seeing is America have a nervous breakdown. It's like we're breaking mm. down before we break through in a dark way. Dark night of the soul, right? Yeah, and, and you want to talk about the dark night of the soul? You got like a country. How many? Three hundred million people. 400 million people. So let's say half of that, 200 million people right now are really going through the dark night of the soul. That's a lot of people taking a look at themselves in the mirror and saying, what can I do from now on to change Mm -hmm. my own life and to affect change for others? So in a way, again, I think the overall theme that I'm kind of coming up with now is maybe let's look at some of the blessings that could happen from this. We're not saying we're not going to guarantee it's going to happen because no one knows what's going to happen at all. We're sort of just using our own intuition to guide us through this whole process. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, to me, I just see it as a big wake up call that it's time for us to step up and be presidential in our own lives. It's not about what anybody else does. It's not about the economy. It's not about the laws. It's not about healthcare. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about how are we being a leader in our own life? How are we shining our light? If you don't like the way other people are acting, great. Do something about it by showing a better way. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, again, this is the Robin Cali show. We got Sam co-hosting tonight. Now it's the Robin Sam show. That's right. And Callie's going to call in soon, hopefully, and we will be right back. All righty. Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. My name's Rob Kay, and tonight it's the Robin Sam Show. Callie's out of town. She's going to be calling in, hopefully. But Sam is co-hosting with me tonight. We are doing election recovery. So I always wondered, is Callie short for California? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it is a great name, though. Yeah, it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so, yeah, it's like a, a new show. And we got the, the, the boys in the house tonight, and... Uh, we're sort of taking over, and um, but we welcome all the girls. Anyone wants to call in, the number's 877-480-4120. 
And so, yeah, we're talking about the election um, and President-elect Trump. If you want to call in tonight, feel free. I, I think we'd have a couple of questions for you. I, I want his wife to call in. I have a few questions for her. Actually, I'd like Ivanka to call in. I think Ivanka, she's the yeah, smartest yeah. one of the bunch, you know, <laughs> and she's hot. But anyway, it'd be, it'd be interesting to interview her. But um, so, so, yeah, so we're talking about the election. And, you know, Sam and I were texting, I think, after the election, and I, I texted him something about the fact that I'm calling Trump the disruptor. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like if you really want to break a system, you need someone who's going to go in and really disrupt it. And I think right. it's one thing that Bernie would have done. Yes. And the fact that he didn't have an opportunity to do it, another blessing from all this may be that, all right, we got somebody else who's a complete wild card, right. complete mystery in a way. We have no idea. This guy was a Democrat just years ago. Right. So it's like, who knows who's going to vote with, who's going to side with. The fact that he brought up infrastructure mm. during like the first 24 hours yeah. that he was the president elect it's like democrats have been talking about that for decades and republicans have been like go fuck yourself well it's like well now you can't say that because your guy is pushing that agenda right and the thing is i mean again as much as i would have loved for bernie sanders to be in the white house instead of trump in some ways trump may be necessary almost before bernie comes in because he has no vested interest in the existed political structures. I mean, he truly is a political outsider. Yeah. I mean, he's a business insider, absolutely, but he's a political outsider. He does not know how things work in the beltway, as they say. Yeah. And and it takes it may take someone like that to throw a bomb in the middle of the system and blow it up and say, this is stupid, this doesn't work, you guys are nuts, I'm not putting up with this nonsense we're changing this stuff now yeah and like really think about it like let's all calm down for a moment even myself take a deep breath and think (laughs) about this okay if you really want to change washington you really need a person to go in there who's going to completely not have any allegiance to anybody and not be emotionally attached to the system and break it up so that you can rebuild it. Right. And you see, as much as I love Bernie, Bernie is a career politician. He was an independent. Granted, I love his ideas. Mm. But again, he's too nice. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Bernie is your nice, uh, you know, uncle yeah. who, who, you know, you loved listening to his bedtime stories and stuff and sitting on his lap. Yeah. Uh, Trump is, your, you know, your crazy uncle who, you know, would take you out shooting in the woods and, and, and doing things, you know, like taking you out to get drunk the first time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's like if you need somebody who actually disrespects the rules. Yeah. To come in and like just make a mess of everything yeah. in order to make change. You know, change is messy. Yeah. It's not neat. Yeah. I mean, look at nature. As nature evolves, nature grows. It's not neat. It's dirty. It's messy. You need manure and shit to help things grow. So sometimes Absolutely. it gets really messy and dirty. And it's exactly. like filth is good sometimes. It sort of helps things grow even better. Exactly. Exactly. So it's 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 very interesting. And I just want to put a disclaimer out to anybody who's listening to the show. And you're like, how can you even be looking at the positives when a guy who committed sexual assault is now the president-elect? So we, we just want to put a disclaimer out that Sam and I are really great mentions and we (laughs) we don't agree with anything like that what we're trying to do is to look on the bright side of things because this has happened y'all and eventually we're all gonna have to accept that this is the reality we're living in which brings me to my next point him being the disruptor is one thing in washington but what this has really done sam is disrupted all of our lives personally and individually right so what i'm doing is looking at my own life and being you know i've had friends say to me the last week well fuck it if he's going to be president i'm going to start checking things off my bucket list or i'm going to finally pick up that hobby (laughs) or i'm going to call that person i've been meaning to or i'm going to do this thing i've been putting off for years wonderful and so that sort of rechanneling of the passion and maybe taking that anger and focusing it in a positive way where we can make change in our own lives that is that's the place to start don't you think absolutely i mean look for me this is just a huge wake-up call for all of us to say like hey it's time for us to stand up and take responsibility for our own lives and you know what if we've got a lunatic in the white house 
or not, it doesn't matter. It's up to us to create our own lives. I mean, this is the this is the sort of he's the ultimate enabler for people to say, I have to do what's right for me. Yeah, I have to change my internal life. I, I mean, it's not like. You know, the outer outside world hasn't changed dramatically in 24 hours since the election or weeks since the election. But what's changed is people's perceptions of yes. things. And now is the time to really look in the mirror and, and take stock of our own life and say, like, you know what? If this guy can become president then I can make a difference in the world. Then I can go out there and take risks and take chances and I can talk about crazy stuff. And, you know, I can talk about chakras and energy healing in the middle of a boardroom, you know, and I can, um, you know, talk about, you know, light and love and happiness and, the, and nature and, and, and preserving the ecology and other stuff to people who I would have thought wouldn't normally listen. What do you got to lose? Right. What do you got to lose? Nobody has anything to lose anymore. Right. Accept the status quo, and that's what this is all about, is disrupting the status quo in our own minds, in our own hearts, in our own souls. Right. So, like, it, I'm thinking of the Eagles song, uh, Take It Easy, where they say, so oftentimes it happens that we live our lives in chains and we never even know we have the key. key. And it's uh, like, I think one thing that this election has done for a lot of us is it's brought out a lot of rage and a lot of feelings that have been there for a long time. But it's also bringing out a tremendous amount of passion and strong energy that we can channel in a very positive way. Sam, you and I were talking about this the day after the election. I think I was here Mm -hmm. engineering a show. And we talked about the fact that we live in a country where people can vote and half the country doesn't vote. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. It's like normally the the amount of people who have the ability to vote. Right. Normally it's 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 only around 40% of the people actually vote. It's less than half. Okay, so and you know, let's think about, you know, maybe 10, 20%, you know, they can't vote for whatever reason, mental illness, they're they're, you know, they're senile, sick, they're in the yeah, hospital, w- whatever. You know, whatever. But those millions of other people that decide not to be a part of the change in the United States, right. you know, they have no right to bitch. And here's and and one of my challenges with this whole election has been Well, personally, I think Nobody has any right to bitch about anything, but that's just my. Th- that's right. That's right. I mean, it's you know, it's good to vent, but at the same time, you know, let's go from the problem to the solution. Let's focus on solutions. Right. But I say, actually, I mean, is it good to vent? Yeah, but if you if all you're doing is venting, you're putting your focus upon the things you don't want, and that just where our focus goes, energy flows, and that's what increases. That's what grows. It. And so as opposed to venting, if we just turn it around and use it as motivation, mm. as opposed to a reason to get upset about something and turn it into some, a reason why we should do something, mm. as opposed to why we should just sit here and complain, then that makes it something very positive force in our life. But I think I agree with you. I think there's a difference though between venting and complaining where you just stay there. I'm talking about like I'm a very passionate guy. And so when I get upset sometimes or I, I get angry about something, sometimes I need to vent to get some of that energy out so I can focus on getting to the solution and what can I do. So I think right. it, that's part of the process. Okay. You know, you can't I, I, myself, I can't go from from being upset about something to all of a sudden, let me just focus on the positive. Sometimes you got to get that negativity out to get to the positive. Right. Well, I, I guess my point is, is it's not about getting the negative. It's not about focusing on the positive, mm-hmm. actually. It's focusing on what you can do. It's right. focusing on a solution, not on the positive. But if you see a problem, what's the solution? Right. If you just focus on the problem, yeah. that's energy wasted that could have been focused on the solution. Absolutely. And so that's the point that I'm trying to make. One of the things that I had a challenge with with this election, and this is before it even happened, was all the bitching and moaning and right. complaining people had about the system, it's rigged, it doesn't work, then right. fucking do something about it. That was my response. This right. is even before the election happened. Right. And I was involved, I was trying to do something, and it's like, you have the power, just like we have the power in our own lives to make changes, and we can put that energy towards good use, not just sit around and judge it and criticize it and complain about it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and, you know, if you're feeling angry, if you have rage, great. There's a lot of power behind anger and rage. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's just about how do we channel it? Yeah. And 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 by 
coming from the perspective of that we can do something about it, mm-hmm. then we become empowered to do something more. Right. You know, it's not about sort of sitting around and making it somebody else's problem. It's not a problem. It's an opportunity. And we can all individually do something about it. Right. So I think you brought up a wonderful word, which is opportunity. And what this is, is an opportunity for all of us to look at ourselves, to look at our lives, to see where we're putting our energy, where we can change putting our energy. How can we make a new difference? Maybe we've been trying to do something in a certain way and we feel as though that hasn't made enough of a difference. So now we have new choices and new opportunities to not only affect others, but to really help our lives. Right. And and also, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to actually as they say reach across the aisle to really like see things from another person's perspective and see their pain yeah and see how they are hurting and see what their needs are and i'm not saying we have to uh, you, you know enable people in their uh, anger and in and in their rage and frustration but to understand where it comes from and you and use it as an opportunity to heal that anger and frustration in ourselves because if we're seeing that in the world around us it's it's got to be a reflection of something within ourselves it may not be we may not feel the exact same way about the exact same issue but it's in there somewhere yeah yeah and you know it's like um I forget who it was I saw. I was watching a show. I think it was Michael Moore. And he said, you know, we have a lot more in common than we think. Oh, absolutely. And Michael, and just bring up Michael Moore. He called this election long before anybody else did. And he really said for months, do not discount Trump. Do not count this guy out. Mm -hmm. You don't know how he's appealing to people. And because Michael Moore, I mean, as, as, you know, as, as much as you may or may not like him, he had his pulse, he had his hand on the pulse of the the middle America and the average person. And he saw what was going on. I really give him a lot of respect for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, He's from Michigan, and so he was like around a lot of people that were voicing all the unhappiness that that you were mentioning before. And the fact of the matter is, you brought up in the beginning of the show, in New York City, in L.A., even in Chicago, we forget about the Midwest. We forget about people in the Plains states, and we need to focus on what they're going through as well. Right, because we're one nation, we're one planet, we're one human race. It's about helping everybody, not just helping some people. And so uh, let us know what you think. Are we nuts? Are we crazy? Should we be off the air? Should we be playing Kumbaya? Yeah, let us know. Call in 877-480-4120. You're listening to The Robin Callie Show, a.k.a. The Robin Sam Show tonight. (laughs) And we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the Robin Callie Show. Tonight, we got Sam here co-hosting. Callie, you know, maybe her plane got delayed or something. Hopefully, she will call in before the end of the show. She's in the middle flying over the Midwest, sprinkling uh, golden light over everybody. That's right. That's right. She's telling them everything's going to be okay. So, uh, yeah, tonight we're talking about uh, election recovery. And, um, yeah, I was telling Sam during the break, there's a lot going on. I mean, just doing this show, it's like I just get... A little emotional and sort of like just, you know, get in touch with all the high energy. It's like people are really focused on so many different things right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so interesting. Somebody uh, I saw one of my friends posted something on Facebook like the, the next couple of days after the election that riding the subways, it was like somber and hushed and quiet. It's not dissimilar to the way it was in New York after 9-11 mm-hmm. and that. You know, it it's a it's a dramatic awakening for people in almost the same way nine eleven was a dramatic awakening for people. Yeah, and you know, one was more of a a, a, a physical a physically destructive event, whereas this one's I think in some ways more of a psychologically destructive event. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean destructive necessarily in a negative way, mm-hmm. but just. You know, if if there are systems in place and they're not working, you know, sometimes, not always, you got to drop a bomb in the middle of it, blow it all up and and start from scratch and say, okay, what where do we go from here? What do we do from here? Yeah. 
So you remind me about something that I say to clients and I, I say, you know, just when I talk to people is that for me, it's easy for me to believe there's a power in the universe, but sometimes it's challenging to trust that power in the universe. And when we're facing such a change like we are, where everything's up in the air right now, that vagueness or unknown can be scary. Right. And, 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 and you know, that's the whole thing. It's, it's, the unknown i mean every kind of unknown is scary for us i mean that's why i think there's uh, people are so mortally terrified of death because death is like the ultimate unknown who's it's dude it's funny because i'm not scared of death at all like are you uh, now I'm not. There was a time in my life when I was because right. I really wasn't sure what happens afterwards. But I know a lot of people who don't believe in spirit or soul, and they yeah. don't like the idea. Well, of th- then I'd be really scared. But it's and and sometimes I get a little overwhelmed with the thought, like, well, what is it like? There's no time and matter, and what is that like? Where it's timeless, you know? So it can be a little overwhelming thinking about it. But in general, I, mean, I don't know maybe because I've lived a lot of past lives, I'm not that worried about dying. I'm trying to. Live you know exactly and so this is the thing is that you know sometimes our fear of the unknown kind of keeps us from moving forward and and you know what it's not always about believing in like a higher power and god universe or whatever it's really more about believing in ourselves i mean i've I used to be very much like oh, praying to the angels, not that I don't anymore, and praying to spirit and stuff, not that I don't, but I, I guess I've kind of evolved to the point where really it's more about believing in myself, mm. you know, and believing in my own spirit, my own heart, my own uh, energy to be able to go and do something and to really believe that life is here to support life. Right. And that we're here to support ourselves and those around us. Right. And it starts with ourselves because if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not we're no good to anybody else. Right. But once we do take care of ourselves and we're in a good place emotionally, mentally, physically, energetically, mm-hmm. like then we can go out and we can do so much good in the world. Even if all it is is just showing people the example. Right, right. And I agree with that. It's just the reason why I brought up like a a power in the universe is because I believe there is a power in the universe that's kind of looking out for this whole thing and has everybody's back in a way. Like in general, this this all work out. But that being said, um, the fact that I believe in this power of the universe that I'm connected to, we all have that power of the universe inside of us because we're all connected to it. So when you say that, that um, we have the power and, and it's really about trusting ourselves. Well, I think it's about me connecting with that power that's inside of me and also who I am and then going forward in the world and trying to live a good life. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's the power of imagination, right? You know, if you have a, a blank canvas in front of you, what are you going to paint? What are you going to draw? You have an erector set. What are you going to build? And it all starts with our imagination but to really utilize our imagination in a positive way you know you need to feel safe you need to have taken care of yourself you need to feel good about yourself right that like it's okay to use your imagination right but it it our imagination is so so powerful because what we visualize and what we focus on and what we see in our mind's eye I mean, that's what creates, you know, buildings and cities and flying cars and these rocket ships and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think what's happening now is people are worrying. And I I say that worrying is using our imagination in a negative way. Exactly. So right now, a lot of people are imagining terrible things happening or negative things. And I think one of the steps in order to get to a place where people can use their imagination, we can all use our imagination in a positive way positive way is to ground ourselves, calm down, keep sort of letting the sting wear off from all this, talking to each other, venting or processing it, crying, getting hugs, whatever you need to do (laughs) to get to listen on Facebook. You know what I wrote on Facebook the day after the election? I need a hug. Hug. Yes, I did see that. That that was the only thing I wrote. And I don't go on Facebook a whole lot except Uh, to like promote the show and stuff. uh, (laughs) You know, I wish people happy birthday, stuff like that. You know, sometimes I like different things, but I kind of avoid Facebook. Um, 
but I just wrote I needed a hug because that's how I felt. Right. But so it's like then after people calm down a little bit, and this may take into January where people right. can start refocusing and using their imagination in a positive way again. Right, right. Because right now, like you said, you know, the unknown is scary. And so people are just imagining nightmares happening right. when that may not happen. Right, exactly. But... If you continue to imagine nightmares, you're feeding it and giving it more possibility of happening. Right. You know, the more we the more we give our focus and attention and our energy to fear, the more those fears manifest. Right. So, I mean, that to me, that's like one of the big lessons in all of this. It's mm. like, look how much of the last year was focused on fear and negativity yeah. and, and, and people's nightmares. Yeah. And so now, boom, you got what you were, you got the bigger of the two fears, so to speak. Yeah. So now let's turn that fear around. Let's understand that we create our lives whether we're doing it on purpose or not. Yeah. Whether we're making a positive life or a negative life and a disempowering life or an empowering life, we're making it all. Yeah. And it's up to us to shift and change it. Right. You don't if you don't like the way things are, great. Do something to change it. That's right. That's right. And so part of the unknown is this opportunity to outgrow things in our lives and and just in the world that don't serve us or serve other people anymore. And it's this opportunity to sort of create new people, places and things in your life. It's actually... I don't know if people would be taking this opportunity so seriously had they not been so emotionally attached to a certain outcome that didn't happen. And so what it's done is it sort of triggered everybody. And like you said, it was, what'd you say? A wake up call. Like, wait, like, like my life is going by. This isn't a dress rehearsal and this didn't happen that I wanted to happen. Well, what am I going to do now? And it's like, so this unknown as scary as it may be to people, it's a way for us to outgrow that comfort zone and step out outside our comfort zone where the really good stuff is even better stuff is right right exactly you know it's like that cold slap in the face that wakes you up that much quicker than taking a warm shower Hmm. it's like boom your eyes are open and it's like oh my god look what's going on around me all right and let's roll up our sleeves and do something about it right you you care about the environment okay let's go up to north dakota and and protest the pipeline i mean look at the look at how many different indigenous people are going to dakota Mm -hmm. it's amazing from around the world yeah you don't like what's happening in the world great help us join us Find the people who want to create the kind of world you want to create and let's band together and do something about it. This is the time to find your tribe, to create community. Focus on what are those principles that are most important to you in your life and find those who resonate with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the one thing that the universe has a challenge with, with us human beings, is apathy or indifference. Like not taking any action at all. I think sometimes it's just that, you know, the universe can't work with that at all. And it's like, I think what we talked about earlier with people deciding not to vote at all. Well, maybe, you know, a couple. That's a choice. Right. But maybe a couple million of those people now are like, holy shit, this actually happened. I got to vote next time or I got to get involved now and do something. Right. Right. Because, look, if you're being apathetic, if you're if you're not getting involved in whatever, that's also a choice and that's a choice not to be involved and then you know what then it's up to those people who are involved to create whatever they're going to create and then you live someone else's dream you don't live your own dream right right and that's why we're here we have desires and passions and motivations and inspirations for a reason you know that right. they're god given they're 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 what we're born with inherently that's one of the reasons why we're here so we can enjoy this life right i, I really wonder how many people out there who are living lives where they're working at jobs they hate where they're doing they're not they have passions and they have dreams and they haven't really you know, even considered going for it. I wonder how many of them are like thinking to themselves now, is it really worth it for me to stay with this job? Is it really worth it for me to not 
follow my dream now and yeah. and and like really are, you know how many people out there are considering like taking that leap into the scary unknown and saying goodbye to their boss i don't know if this is going to work but i have to try now yeah yeah and one of the things that you know we've talked about for years in the spiritual community is people are waking up to their own spirituality and their own soul what their soul has been telling them for years and so how many stories have we heard of a guy on wall street or a woman who is really successful in real estate or some you know type of business where they made millions of dollars but they just felt so empty inside all of a sudden becoming a yoga teacher or all of a sudden getting certified to be a life coach so i think one of the things that's happening is that this is an opportunity for a lot of us in the world who are optimists, you know, eternal optimists and try and look on the bright side of things to help a lot of people that, like you said, are going through a dark night of the soul. Right, right. I mean, not to kind of plug my own show, but I've interviewed many people on my show who were successful corporate executives until they had a heart attack or a stroke or like it just uh, their their husbands left them and they had a breakdown and 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 followed a new path and now they're like a conscious healer or they're they're like you said teaching yoga or or they're affecting positive change now that you know sometimes as human beings we're a little bit thick in the head and sometimes you know life has to slap us upside the head saying yo wake up yeah yeah it's it's like you know even doing this show Callie and I talked about it for years mm. and I remember you know I was still a little timid about the show a little shy sometimes about things I wanted to talk about and then I had a wake up call in my life and I was like oh no I need to go on the air and be bold <laughs> and be big you know and so that's what I've been doing so thank goodness welcome yeah, there you go So we're going to go to break, and we will be right back. And welcome back to the Rob and we have somebody on the line. Callie, you there? Hi, guys. Callie Alpert's in the house. Can you hear hear me okay? Oh, yeah, we can hear you fine. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm calling you from the uh, car, well, from literally from my rental car in a Las Vegas airport garage. I just wanted to squeeze in a little call before everything was done. Oh, it's so great. It's so good to hear your voice. Welcome to the show. We've had the boys in the house Thank tonight. You. Now we've got I, Callie in the house. I know. Hi. So you guys are doing a great job. I've been listening. I just wasn't able to call, and the show sounds amazing. You've covered some really, really great points, and you know, part of me is like, well, let's see. The, you know, a lot of people aren't even remembering remembering the name Hillary. Two days later, maybe they won't even remember my name. You guys <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, no. We, we, this, this is, <laughs> we could never do the show. We need your feminine energy here, Callie. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You know, Callie, your spirit is here even though your body's in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but you guys sound great. It's actually, I've had this huge smile on my face just purely listening as a, you know, as a, as a, as a listener, as an audience member, you know. Yeah, yeah. So tell us your thoughts. Let everybody know where you're at with all this stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I, I've been talking, first of all, I'm echoing in my own ear. So that's my first. I'm going to try to see what I can do about that. If you just bear with me for one second. Um, you know, it's been a very, very loaded week, obviously, for everybody, regardless of what side, you know, of the, of the aisle you're on. Um, and hopefully we'll see that aisle gradually diminish or at least get a little bit thinner. Um, it's been a deep process. You know, Sam, you were talking earlier about how you're um, in your bubble because you're so enmeshed in your tribe. Um, and I've talked to other people, you know, that have had a similar experience. Uh, my experience was the opposite. I was surrounded um, for a few be- by virtue of a class that I'm taking and some other people that I've been surrounded with. I was really surrounded by a lot of people that were on you know, the other other side of the fence than I was leading up to the election and the days after. And that was really difficult for me. Um, not that I was looking for confrontation or to change anybody's mind, but I felt like I didn't have the same sort of solidarity. And then I didn't have the safe place to kind of grieve the next day. Yeah. You know, so for me, my process and a lot of people that I've talked to has been a little bit more prolonged, mm-hmm. you know. So I love the direction that you guys have taken um, in terms of looking at this from a place of positivity and a place of change and a place of transformation. I think that's really, really important. I would also say, though, 
that um, you know that the, the timeline for mourning is not something that anybody can impose on somebody else. And yeah. while mourning might sound like a melodramatic word to some, it is uh, legitimately how a lot of people are feeling. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I completely honor your point, Sam, about not wanting to um, empower thoughts that are just going to perpetuate the negative or keep you stuck in a place that's not helpful. But that said, like Rob had um, alluded to earlier as well, I do think that you really have to, like, it's it's almost a microcosm of your bigger point, which is um, governmentally and just nationally, we have to kind of break everything down before we can build it up. Well, I think that's happening on a very micro level with people as they process this whole experience. And so I think people need their time and space to do that, and it's very individual, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, You know, that said... Ideally, we don't want to see anybody wallow for too long, and we do need to have a united front to figure out how we can galvanize and, and see change. So I kind of, you know, I'm kind of talking um, from both sides of that, because I do think that there, I, I'm, <clears throat> there was somebody that I don't know that I saw um, reach out on Facebook, just a, a public posting, and she said, I feel like I'm crazy. I feel alone. I'm crying outside. I don't even want to express my emotions in front of my husband because he'll worry about me. I'm not surrounded by people that are in solidarity with my feelings, and I feel like I'm going crazy. And so I wrote her a note really to the point that I'm expressing to you guys. So I just want to say that, you know, it's it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we talked about earlier where there sometimes there's a breakdown before there's a breakthrough. And I think a lot right. of people are breaking down. And Callie, you know, you reminded me about the five stages of grieving. And I just want to bring it up again. There's denial, bargaining, depression, anger, and acceptance. And I think a lot of people are still in denial that this right. actually happened. And it may take years, who knows, at least months for them to really accept the fact that this happened. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate your perspective, Kelly. And please, I don't want anyone listening to think that I'm, I'm trying to say, like, not to feel your feelings and not to process what you're feeling. Absolutely. And especially don't judge your feelings. Don't make yourself wrong. If you are mourning, if you are upset, if you are anger, I just think, I guess maybe I'm a little bit ahead of the curve because my morning all happened when Bernie Sanders did not win the primary mm. the Democratic primary so yeah. at that point I I just I was kind of like uh, uh, going through my stages of grieving so it's like I already processed even before the election happened because I just saw such a, a wonderful opportunity in Bernie who was talking a language of inclusion and talking uh, a pro- such a progressive language that I felt w- which is what was needed at this time. Mm-hmm. And so because he he didn't get that, that primary and, and, and wasn't the one to kind of represent what people like you and us, you, you and I uh, uh, feel about things, so I was just kind of like, okay, and let's see what what how the dice will will roll now. So it wasn't as big a shock to me, I think, than a lot of people because I wasn't as invested in Hillary having to to win over Trump because of lots of different reasons. And it's not that I didn't want her to win; it's just. I couldn't be passionate about her the way I could about Bernie because I felt like his message has always been consistent. He, you knew who, who he was. Even if you disagreed with him, he was always consistent. He's been saying the same thing for 30 years. You know, he wasn't a bought and sold politician. And with Hillary, as much as she's done good work, as much as she's done stuff, I couldn't say the same things about her. So it, my process kind of happened earlier on. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and, and that's a really, that's an important point, which I really appreciate. You know, the other thing, too, is that, and this might be something that's harder to understand as a male, is that there's also a female solidarity that's kind of been um, crushed. Yeah. And, you know, while I was never too consciously, um, as much as I love the idea of a woman in the presidency, I wasn't... Um, Hillary didn't have my vote because she was a woman. It wasn't really until the day, um, the days leading up, maybe a day before, and then the day that Rob and I were back and forth about whether we wanted um, to do a show the night of the election or if we wanted to, you know, stay put and really um, pay attention to what was going on as um, as the you know all the states were coming in. And actually, Rob, it was you that said to me, you know what? Why don't we just make the final decision, especially me as a woman, to stay home and sit and really have this full experience. 
you know, in a really resonant way, which I appreciated. And certainly that's what we thought was going to happen, and, and it didn't. And so there's another layer there, too, which is um, just the abject pain that I feel for her. Again, I'm not, I don't want to canonize Hillary Clinton. I just want to say that, you know, this is a woman with so much tenacity and so much resilience and while I can never put myself in her shoes in terms of what she's endured for all of her decades in public service, I can understand what it's like to be a female coming up um, at a time starting in the 80s when women were not, um, there wasn't a lot of space for women in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And I even had my own experiences with, you know, um, with challenges like that and little, you know, and, and inappropriate behavior with men that thought that they could pull one over just because, they were men, and so there's an extra layer there that I'm also working on letting go of. So, so what would be your advice to to women out there, Callie, who are feeling the same way you are? Um, great question. I'm not sure I have anything super smart to say yet because I'm still in my process. Yeah. Um, I would say, in some ways, it's what you know what we always support, what Rob and I support on most shows that we do, which is really to, and this is what I um, expressed to that woman that I wrote that I reached out to on Facebook, is to let yourself feel whatever you're feeling. That there's no right or wrong. Yeah. That to, um, it's probably advisable to try to control and filter out the outside influences, whether they be people's voices or too much news or too much information. Yeah. Um, and just to really sit with yourself and let it all come out and accept all the different colors and flavors that it's going to show, even within a short period of time. It's the same, you know, it's just a sort of non-dual kind of holistic 360 view um, and to give yourself that space because I think the sooner we do that with anything in our lives, the more quickly it softens and that makes space for us to get to all the great suggestions that you guys have covered tonight, um, you know, which is looking at things in a more positive way. Yeah, yeah. And just to let you know, Callie, we're coming up on the last two minutes of the show. And so, like, with that, you know, grieving those stages I mentioned earlier, it's like you can flip-flop back and forth. Like, sometimes you're feeling like you can accept it, and sometimes you're sad about it. And that's that's fine. I, I think that's that's going to be, you know, part of the process for a lot of people that are going through very heavy emotions and self-reflection right now. And so the one thing, you know, that one takeaway that I really want to offer everybody tonight is a reminder to go where it's warm, go where it's warm and just use that. Be around people that you feel good around, that you can get a hug from, that you can laugh with and joke around. Callie, I'm glad that you joined the show so we could get a woman's perspective. I, I didn't even think about that in a way until you talked about, well, there's this other thing going on with women. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm so glad Callie's on the yes, show to talk yes, about yes, that. Boys. Yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I can't really talk about what women are going through, you know? So, so thank you so much for bringing that up. So we're in the last minute of the show. Callie, did you want to say anything else any other greetings from vegas i want (laughs) vegas yeah my middle name vegas um i wanted to say quickly too the one other thing that i've been fascinated by when it comes to trump that i haven't heard anyone talk about yet is he's a brilliant manifester because he's been acting as if for years in a way that i think has even like baffled him yeah yeah, if anything, he's shown that the law of attraction works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You got that right. Yeah, so with that, we're getting to the end of another episode. Callie, thank you so much for calling. Great to do this kind of show. And Sam, thank miss you so you much. Miss you guys. Yeah, miss you too. We look forward to seeing you next week. Ka- um, Sam, thank you so much for co-hosting. You're welcome. And just the one takeaway I want to give to people is yes. keep listening to Talking Alternative and you'll get more positive, uplifting stuff. That's right, that's right. And Sam's show, The, Con- the Conscious Consultant, Hour is on Thursdays at noon to one. You can listen at talkradio.nyc. And and this week I'm interviewing a wonderful woman by the name of Krista Mitchell, who's an, uh, a healer who works with crystals, who's amazing. We have amazing conversations. Cool, cool. All that good spiritual stuff. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you. Take care, y'all.